You are listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. James Marshall is a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. His registered investment advisory firm is registered in Texas and Kentucky. For 30 years, he has been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. This podcast is about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, physical, and yes, some spiritual. The bottom line is you will leave with some knowledge and knowledge is wealth. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverages, no judgments here, clear, then open your mind and get ready for some life-changing financial lessons. It's your time. Here's your host, James Marshall. It's a Welcome, Wealth Builders, to podcast number 20. Start over every day if necessary. You know, the good thing about your goals, action plans, and strategies is that you can start over every day if necessary. And that is our topic today. But first, as always, we have to deal with our financial definition of the day. And today's letter is S. And S is for stock certificate. Now, this is a document that certifies your ownership of shares in a company. It gives you the type of num- the type of shares you have, the number of shares you have, uh, it lists the serial number for the stock, and it, it allows you to show that you have a legal ownership of that share of that particular stock. Now, most people do not hold their stock certificates anymore because if they're lost, it might cost you up to $50 to get it returned. Most people will own the stock in what's called street name, but you can, in fact, actually get the actual stock certificate and keep it yourself. But the key thing is having a stock certificate shows that you own shares in that particular stock. And now it's, it's interesting to talk about that because the market is all over the place and you're wondering whether or not you should even own stocks and you should. The idea is to buy low and sell high. So when you get these swings in the market, you want to take that opportunity to buy some really good names that pay dividends at a lower price. Names like Verizon, Procter Gamble, American Express, Johnson & Johnson, even Exxon. So don't be afraid to own stock because it is truly the best way of building wealth in America, that in real estate. All right. So listen, I can appreciate that things don't always go the way you visualize them in your head. You know, we think things are going to be one way, but they end up being another way. You know, the powers that be will come in and throw a monkey wrench into your plans. And that's why those same powers that be came up with what's called do-overs or what I like to call mulligans. Now, a mulligan for all of you non-golfers is when you give yourself an opportunity to start over again at the at the tee box. If you have your first drive and you don't like it, you can pull out your mulligan and do it again. Key thing with mulligans and do-overs is you don't want to get carried away. You want to use your do-overs and your mulligans in moderation. You know, they only exist to help you regroup 
and re-engage, not to just keep falling short over and over again. It's important that you understand that. Mulligans and do-overs are there to allow you to regroup, reassess, and then re-engage. Just know that you can sort over, but you just won't, don't want to keep doing it over and over again because you won't ever move forward, right? Now, when we're trying to maintain our spending budget or build up your cash reserves or pay down your debt or even save for retirement, things tend to happen. Said a guy named Murphy, you know, Murphy's Law. And Murphy's Law is in full effect. And he says, whatever can go wrong, will go wrong. So you want to just try to keep in mind that the setbacks are temporary and that every problem has a solution. Every problem has a solution. That's a fact. Every problem has a solution. You just might not like the solution, but you want to try to avoid getting overwhelmed by stepping back and dealing with what the real issue is at the time. What is that thing that has caused this disruption in your progress and how should you best deal with it? You know, you got to eat that elephant one bite at a time. First, you got to assess the problem, reassess your approach to the problem, re-engage and get back on track. Assess the problem, reassess your approach to the problem, re-engage and get back on track. Now, that's my view of what you should do to deal with disruptions in your wealth building process. And I have my thoughts and, you know, I've been doing this 30 years, so my thoughts are pretty good thoughts. But I wanted to kind of get the opinion of uh, another professional. So we've brought in a college instructor, Dana C., who actually used to be a financial advisor. So she has an interesting twist on this whole idea of uh, starting over or just dealing with life in general. So she's going to talk with us in regards to her feelings on this concept of starting over again every day if necessary. Now, the bottom line is never quit, never give up, never stop trying to improve your financial situation. Just step back and start over every day if you need to. But let's see what Dana has to say. All right, this is podcast number 20. Start over again every day if you need to or if necessary. I'm here with Dana C., an instructor at the University of Louisville. And right now she's teaching. What are you teaching right now, Dana? I teach uh, courses that deal with sociopolitical issues, race, gender, and class. So I'm teaching African-American communication, African Americans in the media, urban communication. Um, I have a course called Media, Race, and Health, and uh, Disney Media, Race, Gender, and Class. Okay, but I believe that you are uniquely qualified to talk about this ideal of starting over again every day if necessary, because you've had multiple careers, correct? Correct. Okay, well, when you run across a challenge... Um, that is keeping you from reaching your goals, or if you know of people who have done that, what do you usually do? So what I usually do is I breathe. (laughs) I breathe and, um, you know, I really do take time to self-reflect, you know, and reflect on, uh, you know, what's been going on in my life at the time and what brought me to that particular place. And then, um, and then I kind of just go from there in terms of moving forward. Yeah, have you used that same approach financially? Like, I mean, have you had to uh, stop and collect yourself because you became overwhelmed because of financial complications? Yes. As a matter of fact, interestingly enough, I was telling my son, uh, we were talking about his finances recently, and um, I was sharing with him when I 
had uh, when I was had them and we were raised. I was raising them. Uh, one of the things I realized one day, one day my I had my lights were cut off and I had to um, you know pay to get my lights cut back on. And you know I just one day realized that um, you know when I found myself in situations like that going forward, where I was nervous about that happening again or something about my car note or anything that's financially related. I always said, but what do you have right now? So your lights are on right now. So enjoy your lights being on right now. Tomorrow is not promised. And, you know, and so just be in the moment, you know, Mm -hmm. enjoy what you have right now. So, you know, I don't stress over finances like I used to uh, because of that situation where I just realized, you know, just enjoy what's going on that day. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow take care of itself. And And each time it has. You know, I, I don't I have not had that, those kinds of issues. OK, now what I'm trying to get across to people in this podcast is the idea of sometimes you can't see the tree for the forest because you made your situation so big that it's, it's consumed you. So I'm saying maybe you should just assess problem. What is it that's really standing in your way at this moment, keeping you from moving forward instead of just saying the sky is falling, everything is bad. Maybe it's just one little thing. Maybe you just have a pebble in your shoe. How do you deal with that issue? Have you dealt with that situation before? Um, yeah. So again, back to the, to the same example, you know, I would get overwhelmed and I would ask myself, how did I get in these, in this particular situation? Um, you know, and I really just took, I would make a list of, I would make a list of what is it that I have to deal with? What is it that's going on? And then because I, what I find is, is when you can see it, you can it's real and then you can begin to do something about or strategize about what to do next. So I make a list mm-hmm. and then from that list, I, I would just say, OK, what can I take care of financially right now? Mm-hmm. And um, and I've learned too. I had someone told me once um, a friend of mine's mom mentioned, you know, she said, you know, as long as you pay folks something, most of the time they'll work with you. And so I would just begin to, you know, and I still do that to this day. I don't have as many expenses, um, you know, you know, a lot of uh, credit cards and things like that today. However, what I do have, if I find myself in a situation, you know, I would just, you know, pay a doctor's, you know, bill or something, $10 a month, you know, and before you know it, you paid it off. Or before you know it, you have two, three more months left. So then you just pay it off. So I really believe in, and you know, seeing it or writing it down. And then at that point, um, you know, seeing what you can handle, what, you know, what's one of the things that I can get off my list this month and then kind of go go from there. So taking a deep breath, pulling back, assessing the problem by writing it down. And then what about the notion of reassessing your approach, changing the way you're dealing with? Uh, Changing the way I deal with the stress or changing the way that I handle um, my my financial problem issue. Changing the way you handle your financial problem issue. Maybe the way you, way you budgeting your money or the way you're spending or something along that line so some of the things some something that i typically do um you know every year at some point in the year is for example last year i i give myself these um these finite time frames of doing things to get my spending in control so last year for example what i did was i could not buy anything that i did not need for the entire year okay. so um so i did not buy clothes i did not buy shoes i did not buy not anything i needed unless i needed it i did not buy 
buy it. And, and that went for food. I only bought the food that I needed for that particular time. I didn't, you know, eat out unless it was something related to, you know, uh, you know, a client or, you know, work or something like that. Then I would, you know, eat out. But, uh, but other than that, I would not spend any money unless it was something that I needed. And I did that just because sometimes, as I said before, I have to rein myself in on things, you know, and, but, you know, a year may be too long for some people. So, you know, doing it for a week or two weeks, you know, so just taking things one bite at a time. You can only eat it one bite at a time. See, that, that's, that's a uh, very interesting example because that's tough to do. So I imagine that when you were, when you were on this quest of only dealing with your needs versus your wants for a year, you had to fall short many a times. What yeah. happened then? How many, how many times did you start over? Well, actually, I didn't fall off that often. And here's why. Because, again, back to my daily walking um, or, you know, just doing what I could in that day. I, whenever I would get anxious or really want to do something like that, feeling this anxious. Why am I, you know, feeling like I need to buy something right now? And oftentimes it was because something, maybe I was stressed about something or, you know, something was, I was bored. So, you know, once I, you know, pointed to what the um, trigger was, then I just would deal with the trigger. However, um, you know, occasionally I would uh, fall off the wagon. And when I did, I would just reset as, as you, you know, your original question. You know, I would reset. I, w- I wouldn't beat myself up. You know, I, I just said, you know what? Hey, I, you know, I didn't do that this time. Today is another day, you know, because the day's not over. So, you know, I just know I need to, I can't do that if I'm going to achieve the goal that I, you know, I'm setting out to achieve. So, so you, you assessed your, assessed your situation, you took a deep breath, step back, step back, wrote down what the problem was, you reassessed your approach, and now you're re-engaging. So that part of it, we're saying, okay, you've gone through this year of only buying things that you need versus want. Now, your walk going forward from this point, have you built the the needed habits to build wealth now? I mean, are you able to now better save for cash reserves and uh, cut your debt and, and, and stick with your budget now? Yes, because one of the things, you know, and I guess one of the big things that I, I one, one of the big points I need to, to mention is that I've just learned that money is a tool and that I control the tool. And so, I, so I, you know, not the other way around. And I have that same philosophy when it comes to technology, you know, because often we allow those types of tools to, to lead us instead of us leading them. And so, um, you know, I, I realized that tools are um, to be used, you know, and and they have a function. And so in thinking about, you know, my finances, you know, I just have, you know, tried to think about money in that way. And so that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, each and every single day that I hit the mark and, and it's right every time. But, you know, I do allow myself that grace to start all over. And um, and that all, that helps me. That really does help me to get a handle on things and um, and then to also really get at the root because oftentimes our spending has to do with more things. For example, one thing I realized about myself, the reason why um, sometimes I didn't have money is because I would always eat very, very well. I've always I love food. As many people that don't know, and I get very excited. I know very well that you love food. Watching you eat in a restaurant is is quite a feat for the eyes. I mean, you can't even imagine. You can't you can't believe what you're seeing. You know. 
so yes yeah, so i love food and um and i i realized years some years ago that food for me was something that i could control so you know maybe i couldn't go out and buy the kind of car that i wanted at a time or maybe i could not go out and buy some go on a trip that i maybe wanted to go on but one thing i could always do is eat well and so, and, and let me say and let me say to the people this is a person's probably a size nine okay <laughs> <laughs> Eating like she's a size 42. Right, right. It so, is. yeah, my spending money on food was because I was overcompensating for maybe things that I could not do. So then it began a situation where, okay, well, I can't keep, I don't want to keep doing this. It wasn't even that I couldn't, it was that I didn't want to because mm-hmm. I want to have money to be able to do other things. And, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be wiser when it comes strategic and the money, the little money that I do have, you know, um, and, and spend it in a way that I'm enjoying my life and not, you know, feeling like I'm burdened because, you know, I can't spend money or I can't do the things that I, I want to do. Well, you know, you really kicked out a lot of good knowledge for us today. And I, I certainly appreciate you taking the time out of your Saturday afternoon to drop these pearls of wisdom to my uh, listeners. Thank you so much, Dana. Anything you want to say in parting? Uh, thank you for having me. And anytime, anytime. And I just would like to say to the people that are listening that, you know, forgive yourself and just start over. You know, tomorrow's a new day. And if you're still in a day, then, you know, you still have the rest of that day. And so just, you know, take it easy on yourself and um, and just do a reset. Well, all right. All right. All right. There you have it. Thank you so much, Dana. Thank you. Have a blessed day. You too. Well, all right, Wealth Builders, I think there was some good information that Dana gave us. You know, she can go on and on. I got to stop her, man. She's a talker. But listen, just remember, just don't quit. Things get tough. Just take a pause, step back, reassess, reapproach, slow over again. But till next time, keep building wealth. See ya. You have been listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Keep increasing your knowledge by going to marshallyourmoney.com and check out our educational videos, newsletters, and calculators. There you can also sign up for your free copy of his book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. Like this podcast and follow it on podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Black Family Wealth, Twitter, James Marshall at Marshall Wealth, Instagram, Marshall Wealth, LinkedIn, James Marshall, and on YouTube, James Marshall Financial Educator. Email your questions or thoughts to james at marshallyourmoney.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, we build wealth one family at a time. No, you can't. I teach you how to say. Don't waste your money, but bank your money. Don't spend your end. I teach you how to say. Your bank account will be spilling out with them dividends. So I teach you how to say. Rule number one, if it ain't making money, it ain't making sense.